0: Welcome to Another
1: Welcome to Ernest. Music
2: podcast.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Be excited, people. Because it's going to be the greatest thing that you've ever heard in your eardrums.
1: Truth. Your ear holes don't know what's coming to them.
0: Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know why they don't know what's coming to them?
1: Because we don't even know. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Because we're talking about...
1: Ronnie Radke. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of, so this is an introduction to kind of the first heavy band we got into, which was Falling in Reverse. I'm kind of sad that it was Falling in Reverse. Me too. But at the same time, Falling in Reverse will always hold a special place in my heart, because this is like the first heavy band I listened to.
0: Precisely. Like, it is, it is very sad to me that it's Falling in Reverse was our first big band, but look where we are now. Much, much better things. Still in the basement. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. So, where are we starting, Nate? Well, let's, uh, if we're going to talk specifically about Ronnie Radke, let's uh, start all the way back in the year 1983.
1: December 15th, 1983. Ronnie Radke was born.
0: Snowy night. I don't think it was snowy is in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was probably raining money, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on where he was born. Yeah, I know. He could have he probably you know, just look at him. He was probably born in a strip club. It wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, he was probably immediately addicted to something when he came out.
1: Probably porn Mm-mm. and heroin.
0: Yeah. These are all good starters. <clears throat> but uh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So Ronnie was born. Um, he has an older brother named Anthony who, yeah. Really? Um, yeah.
0: Well, oh, I missed that part.
1: I found that out. Sadly, Anthony has passed away. That's why the song Brother off of their Just Like You album is about Anthony dying. Well, and it's sad. It's kind of sad. It is sad. It is. Shows Ronnie does have a soft spot.
0: Yeah. Along with uh, Drifter. Yes. That song. When I first heard the song, I was like, oh, man, that's annoying. Like, all he ever talks about is whoever this person is. Yep. <laughs> and then I was, I, I heard him say the word mom after I listened to it really closely. And I was like, oh, it's about his mom. And that's mm-hmm. that's because we know as a child, his mom left him.
1: Precisely. So mom left. Dad was left to raise two boys on his own
0: which is which is pretty crazy cuz usually it's the other way around usually the dads like hey i no. don't want anything to do with my kids but here we are with with yep. with Ronnie and it's his mom who leaves him so he obviously he doesn't like his mom very much no he does not he so. says all all he's ever known is a broken home yep and that's you know the reason his mom left is the reason we've concluded that he's turned to music and probably heavily into drugs. Yes. So, so
1: do we want to get started on his musical career? It's been long <clears throat> and controversial.
0: Yes, it has. It all started, well, probably earlier than high school. But yep. high school yeah. is when he met Max Green.
1: So Max Green, for all you listeners out there... Max Green was the original bassist for the band Escape the Fate. So he's been in and out of Escape the Fate a couple of times, and he joined Falling Universe for about three or four months and then left.
0: And luckily, we saw him when he was in that three or four months, right? Um, No. Didn't, didn't, we, didn't we figure that when out?
1: When we saw him, he was still with Escape the Fate.
0: Ah, oh, bummer.
1: Bummer, so bummer, dude. He was in the good band. Just <laughs> <laughs> for for real though. Well,
0: technically we did see him then. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, we saw Escape yeah, the Fate that same that, night. That was a freaking good. We will get into more details about the concert later. Precisely. But my one of my favorite things is how, how Max and Ronnie became friends <laughs> and met. <It's, laughs>
1: Just the way that it was worded on Wikipedia This is like Max or Ronnie was singing on stage at a talent show and dropped the mic and Max picked it up for him and they became
0: friends. I just, I slightly imagine it's probably like Ronnie, like getting too heated in the moment and then knocking over the mic and then he reaches for it. And then as, as he's reaching for it, Max touches his hand, you know, (laughs) and then they just kind of look into each other's eyes and both stand up the microphone and they're like, hello, hi, just starstruck with each other. Yeah. And that, that, uh, you know, was the opening for a very fruitful friendship. Yep. But so, what what was their first band called? The one in high school.
1: So the one that they formed in high school was called True Story. Now before that, Ronnie did have a couple of bands before that called 3.0 and Lefty, but they're kind of insignificant.
0: Yeah, so so insignificant that we couldn't find anything on them. Yep. But we did find some True Story. Yes, we did. Uh, one song, and I'm sure if we looked harder we could find more, but we found this one song. Oh, and he, you know he quotes himself, right? I think he quoted himself as sounding like uh, Tom from Blink One Eighty Two. Yep. So, like, you can definitely hear it in this song. It's like a Blink One Eighty Two ripoff, almost. Yeah, it's like the little baby brother that was kind of like.
2: Listen up, because this is not the end. You're the, the last thing, thing to cross my mind. Relationships are based on trust, but I, I guess this one, one was based on lies.
1: So, like... I feel like the recording quality is definitely terrible. Like it was recorded back in oh two, yeah, I think two thousand two, two thousand three ish. Yeah, which like, I mean, it's it's a decent song. Like if you're a Blink One Eighty Two fan,
0: which you know, I I definitely lean pretty far towards in the musical genre towards Blink One mm-hmm. Eighty Two. I definitely have my phases where I go back and listen to them heavily. Oh yeah. And, like, I really like Blink-182, and I, I, I wish, <clears throat> sometimes I wish Ronnie would have stayed more this direction instead of the direction that he went. More
1: more of a, like, pop-punk type direction rather than going, like, post-hardcore metalcore. Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's, I, I just, I like his, I prefer his voice sounding like this rather than... than yeah, whatever yeah. else he does. <laughs> yeah. So, like,
1: it's not a terrible song. Recording the production quality is not great. But you know, it's not bad. So that was the band True Story.
0: True story. True story. That was the band true story. True story.
1: Yes, it was. So <laughs> after True Story, um in about two thousand four, <laughs> Ronnie and Max actually it was Monty Money. And, shoot, I don't remember the other guy. One other dude who were trying to start a band, and they recruited Max to play bass, and then they were like, yo, we need a vocalist. And Max was like, oh, here, like, Ronnie is a good singer, so that's how Ronnie joined Escape the Fate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like... He is a founding member of the band Escape the Fate.
0: Which, I wish they could have stayed that way.
1: Yeah, I do too. Their, Their first album, they recorded their first album, which is Dying is Your Latest Fashion in 2006. And, in my opinion, it's the best Escape the Fate record. Definitely. I mean, we'll get into a little bit later why like why Ronnie was replaced and stuff. But I really I really like Dying Initially fashion. It's just got that good old like mid 2000s emo post-hardcore feel.
0: Mhm. It does. And uh I really I really enjoy like I enjoy their sound and obviously My Chemical Romance enjoyed their sound too.
1: Yes. Yes, because it's- this is true because they were found they did a radio contest which was judged by my chemical romance which won them studio time and they opened for my chemical romance on that tour
0: oh i didn't even realize they opened
1: they they opened for that the las vegas show
0: how cool would that be to like have a have a big band like do a radio competition your band wins and they're like all right you get to come open for us That'd be awesome. I'd I'd poop my pants probably. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. So here's here's a, a quick sample of of personally one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. that Escape the Fate did called Not Good Enough for the Truth in Cliché. <laughs>
1: I don't know what it is about that song, but, like, the beginning sounds like Paramore to me.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Sounds very Paramore-ish.
1: Maybe, maybe Paramore copied this, and it sounds very Escape the Fate-ish. Oh,
0: my goodness. We're going into copyright issues. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can definitely hear, like, the... You can definitely hear a difference between Escape the Fate and True Story. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, I think it's the
1: songwriting like cuz you get better songwriting as the further you go along right so the songwriting is better and the production on the re- the recording is a, a billion times better
0: oh yeah it's way better and i definitely think like uh i'm i'm probably going to say that this between between this escape the fate song and that earlier song we listened to that's probably the vig- biggest vocal change that he does yeah I feel like his vocals are always morphing somehow. Like, he has pretty versatile sounds in each album. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's his biggest jump right there. I mean, you know, you can still hear like a blink 182 tone in his voice, but it's definitely a big jump. Yeah.
1: And I think it's interesting, too. Like, this is the first, basically, the first professional record he put out. And it's, I don't know, it's it's awesome. I feel like it's like this for a lot of bands in this genre, like the the punk scene and the hardcore scene, right? Where you got, like, they put out a really good first record and then then bands live and die by their second record. Mm -hmm. Like, if the band puts out a record that's better than the first, then they're going to have a long, fruitful career. Yeah. But if if they put out a record that's worse than their first record, it just they're going to flop. Like nobody recovers from a bad second record. No. So,
0: well, let's talk about uh why Ronnie left or
1: or was kicked
0: out yes. of
1: Escape the Fate. So, in 2006, Ronnie Radke is at a bar drinking, you know, doing his thing, you know, and he got into a fight, which resulted the like result of that fight ended up with an 18 year old kid getting shot,
0: man, Uh, that would be pretty crazy to be involved in anything like that, I know,
1: right, like, yeah, like you get involved in an altercation, like a fight, basically a bar fight, right, Mm -hmm. where somebody ends up pulling a gun and shooting somebody else. What the heck?
0: Yeah. Man, like, he probably watched this kid die. Yeah. But um, all the details are kind of jumbled up in my brain right now, but wasn't Mm -hmm. he... That was in, what, 2006? That was 2006. And he didn't get pulled into prison till 2008,
1: correct? So he was... He was not convicted of murder, right, because he didn't kill the guy, but he was uh, convicted of battery. He was charged to five, sentence, five years of probation. That was his sentence. And so <laughs> I'm guessing that was relatively quickly, like mm-hmm. late 2006. He was sentenced to five years. Yeah. And then in 2008, he failed to report to his probation officer. And was arrested and was sentenced to four years in prison.
0: Way to go, Ronnie. a boy. See, this is where I feel like his whole life turns. Like, I, I you know, he was already in a pretty slummy situation. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this is, like, the biggest turning point in his life that turned him into who he is currently.
1: Yeah. I feel like slowly he's coming back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Like, with this like he's slowly starting to realize that he's kind of a dick and
0: that he needs to change. <laughs> in one of his songs he even says that he knows he's a dick, but yep. He he doesn't care. <laughs> um but you know when he was in <clears throat> when he was in prison uh you know he he was under the impression, well, you know, if, if you get kicked out of a band or you kind of just by default are out of the band because you're in prison, wouldn't you expect somebody to find a replacement for you?
1: Well, I would. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a normal thing. Like, hey, like we want to still go because bands in the scene, you got to go touring if you want to make money. Right. You're not just going to make a record and then sit down and it's not going to sell a million copies. Yeah. You're you not know? just
0: going to rake in revenue and like just make bank like, by sitting there. You have yeah. to get off your butt and do stuff. You have
1: to go tour
0: and you can't. You can't get off your butt and do stuff with your, you know, your lead singer in prison. <laughs> like
1: your, your front man, the face of the band, is in prison. Yeah, you can't do anything.
0: And so they found somebody else. Yep. So,
1: introducing pull into the scene Craig Mabbit, who is the founding vocalist for the band Bless the Fall, which we're actually going to see them in a couple of days. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, but Bless the Fall, uh, Mabbit left. Due to, like, he was he was on tour in Europe. He was fighting depression. He was drinking all of the time. And his girlfriend back home was pregnant. So he left the tour, halfway through the tour, um, and came home to try and figure stuff out. And then Escape the Fate called him basically a couple of months later and was like, hey, we need a vocalist in the band. Can you come audition? He's like, yeah. And so we went and tried out, and then they gave him the
0: gig. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's cool stuff.
1: Which Craig Mabbitt, we could talk about all the bands he started in, and and uh, left as well. But <laughs> yeah,
0: that's another day. That that is another day. But I love this because Ronnie, Ronnie's such a dweeb. I don't I don't know if there was words said that we can't find, but Ronnie. Thought that after Craig was hired into the band or after that he had won, you know, won the audition, whatever we decided. Hired. Hired into the band that, uh, that, that he was kicked out and they thought like, or he thought that the rest of Escape the Fate had some personal problem with him or had some, something they wanted to get at him with by, you know, continuing to play without him while he was in prison. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty ridiculous. Yes. So, you know. In that state of mind, um, Ronnie knew that as soon as he got out, he was going to create this band and he was going to call it From Behind These Walls. But due to copyright issues, um,
1: he couldn't call it From Behind These Walls, so he changed the name to Falling in Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't know why.
0: No, probably
1: just because, like, it sounded cool.
0: I do. Uh, I, I wish from behind these walls would have worked. It, it's a little more meaningful, you know. Yeah. Writing songs from behind prison walls, or yeah, it's it's a little bit cooler. But yeah, falling in reverse came because of copyright. Yes, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> copyright issues, hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm. But because of that whole thing with Craig Mabbitt replacing him and all that, uh, falling in reverse and escape the fate had a feud like a pretty bitter feud going for a while from about, you know, 2008 when he was replaced to about 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, six years.
0: Man. Uh, I remember cause we saw him right about, we saw him in 2014. It
1: was it was the Bury the Hatchet tour when uh-huh. they put the past behind them. That's when we went and saw them. You know, yeah. and I,
0: I definitely didn't realize anything. I didn't know any of this. And all I remember was Escape the Fate was there with a couple other bands and Falling in Reverse was the headliner and then yep. for the encore <laughs> I remember Escape the Fate came back out and I remember seeing the like the banner for the you know, the little lips
1: yeah, the cover art the cover. for Dying is
0: Your Lady's Fashion. And I remember, like, <laughs> Ronnie gave Craig and the rest of them, like, the dirtiest look. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Seriously, though. Like, what what is happening? Just sing a song. like. So,
1: let, let's back up for a second. This lineup. Okay, this lineup was actually, like, besides the very first band that played, this lineup was freaking stacked. And little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. Like it's our first concert. We're just a bunch of dumb kids. Like, um. So the first band that played was a band called Survive This. Like, they were signed to Epitaph Records. Ronnie produced their album. That's why they were on tour with Fall In Reverse. Which you know they they sound alright. They were okay. I I definitely didn't go back and like listen to them a bunch because, mm-hmm. eh.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I don't really remember any of the bands that night, except for Falling in Reverse and Escape the Fate.
1: Yeah. Now, the second band that played is now a band that is very near and dear to my heart. Well,
0: yeah, I do remember these guys playing. Chelsea Grin. Only only after I saw them the second time did I realize who they were.
1: Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you think about it, you no, know, they're from Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. so, like, they're the homeboys. Yep. Homeboys, Salt Lake City, Utah. And... They were, at that point, the heaviest thing I had ever heard in my entire life. Like, it, like, melted my soul (laughs) and replaced it with this cold, icy chasm.
0: Those are good descriptive words. Yes. I, I, I remember watching them, and I remember... Like I, I remember them telling us that we were going to be in their music video. They're just going to have yep. like a video in the back behind them on stage, or whatever. One of those basic music video shoots. And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Like concerts are fun, and I just remember like the song was like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrifying." If I if I remember
1: correctly, it was the song. It was either the song "Desolation of Eden,"
0: or shoot, "Garden of Eden."
1: No, it was like Desolation either that or, or My Damnation or something like that.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: But, like, I've I've searched for that music video. I know I found it and I watched it. I don't think I saw either of us, but, like... We're in there. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> We're
0: probably just sitting there, blank faces, like, oh, hands straight down to the side.
1: Oh. Well, like, you know, your first concert, deathcore Band gets up there. We're just... A bunch of punk kids like we don't know what's going on (laughs) with the strobe lights going. You see all the shadows on the wall and you're like, Satan's here.
0: He's here. Man, you know, my favorite story about that concert. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good story. Uh, This is a good story. I remember we had never been in a mosh pit and like that was my goal. I was like, I am going to do a mosh pit. How old were we? Yeah, we were. We we decided this already. We were pretty late, late we bloomers. Were, for we the were music. seventeen. We, yeah, we were like. I was eighteen, I think. We, we were, were both 18, 18. eighteen. Yeah, we were eighteen. Dang. We're eighteen years old, <laughs> and we we're we like, feel so old. <laughs> uh we're scared to get in the mosh pit. We're like standing on the edge, like, oh my gosh. And I was like, well, Rusty, I'm gonna go, and like, I handed. I feel like I gave you some some of my personal items, but yeah,
1: you handed me like because I feel like you had like a backpack or something with you.
0: Yeah, which is weird because. We didn't buy any merch. Yeah, I didn't buy anything that day. But what I didn't give you was my glasses, which I should Mm. have. And I also debated leaving those in the car when we got there, but I didn't. And I remember jumping around in the mosh pit and I was like, this is great. And then I like, (laughs) I just get hit in the back and like fall down face first. And I remember falling down forward, reaching out with my hands, seeing my hands come down. And I hit the person, like fell on top of somebody. And then I just watched my glasses slowly go off my face and like disappear into like the sea of feet and i like reached for them and i just missed and then like as i'm reaching for them somebody grabs like you know my hips and they pull me up off the pile of people and like stand me up and i was like my glasses my glasses my glasses oh no and i was like dude how are we gonna drive home i drove us here and like i i I was so worried and then I was standing there and I was looking at the back of the venue talking to you and I felt somebody tap my shoulder and I saw it was like a big white glove and I was like (laughs) I was like who in their right mind wears a glove like this to a concert and I like slowly followed the arm to the body of this glove and it was Mario. Some guy dressed up like Mario. And right behind him was Luigi. And none none other... Well, how do I say this? Mario had the glasses in hand and said, here, I think you lost these. And like, <laughs> never have I felt the power of a personal savior so much as that time. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Oh, so good. Mario is my hero and i have looked for him at every other concert we've been to and
1: i have not seen him
0: which is weird what was this february yeah. not even close to halloween yeah
1: it's february <laughs> like ah good times good times
0: good times indeed
1: now i think okay the one thing that i remember the most about the falling in Reverse set <laughs> Was their little video introduction of everybody in the band? Do you remember that? No, that it sounds was ridiculous. So
0: stupid. <laughs> that sounds <just>
1: ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like this little, like, stupid happy clip. Just like, like, little happy music playing. They're oh, yes. like, oh, "I'm Ronnie," or like, i They
0: dressed Jackie. up as like sailors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I do remember. The, it was so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: But. And then Falling in Reverse came and played, and, like, it was awesome. So, the other thing about Falling in Reverse that, at least up until, like, 2000... Was it 2015 when he left? I think so. Jackie Vincent, the lead guitarist for Falling in Reverse.
0: Oh, dang. I don't have a...
1: Now... If it was not for Jackie Vincent, Falling in a would have absolutely flopped on their second album, Fashionably Late. Like, I feel like the songwriting is subpar. They tried to smash, like, dubstep and rap in there with, with the metalcore. And Ronnie's vocals are just Ronnie's vocals. Like, they're nothing
0: <laughs> incredible. Definitely not.
1: But Jackie's guitar playing is just the most beautiful and bass melting fast shredding you've ever heard
0: yeah, he can definitely pull off some really good, really speedy maneuvers up and down that neck, <clears throat> but yeah, I definitely agree with that he was he was their saving grace on that album, mm-hmm there well i was listening to that album and i thought there was a specific song that came on and i don't remember which one but i remember thinking is this blood on the dance floor <laughs> <laughs> but then oh, no. then i realized oh, nope that's jackie that's See,
1: jackie like i feel like yeah he's a guitarist but like every guitarist has a signature sound and jackie has a signature sound that is incredible mm-hmm. and like I don't know his just his technique everything about it I like this is gonna sound super nerdy and stuff but like I've been trying to learn how to sweet pick right so that I could and like when you sweep pick generally at the top of the sweet pick you'll tap on another note to like finish the arpeggio up there and what he does to make it even faster is he sweet picks and then taps with the point of his pick on the note and then goes back down. So he doesn't even use his finger. Wow. It's like it's holy cow, it's insane.
0: Jackie Vincent. So, I'm trying it, let me pull up um this quick little solo that I know of that he <clears throat> I think this is it. This is not it. We're going to have to edit. Yes.
2: So why do you go through fall in love with me?
0: Definitely some catchy solo.
1: Yeah, like, he's got the melodic stuff. He's got the fast shredding. He's got the double, like, the harmonies with himself. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: he's so good. He is pretty dang good. Yeah. This band has had some good members in it, excluding Ronnie. (laughs) Because Ronnie, I don't know if he is... Yeah, even though he's their main... He's the front man. He is a decent vocalist.
1: Mm -hmm. He's just... Dumb. so that is amazing. (laughs) We could, that's a, that's a great segue into his other legal issues. Mm -hmm. So since he was, he, so he got out of prison in 2010, he served two and a half years of his four year sentence. But since being, uh, released from prison in 2010, he's been arrested twice. So, one, the first one was 2012. Mm-hmm. He was arrested for domestic violent domestic violence, basically he beat his girlfriend. Ditch
0: ah, bag.
1: Oh, what a. Anyway, so I love what this says. It says three hearings were scheduled, none of which Radke attended.
0: He's such like a. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know why people like him as a person.
1: I. I... I, 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 I don't don't don't. He's I so full of
0: himself and so like self-centered and he doesn't even go to his own hearings. These are like legal things like you could get thrown back in prison. Like seriously. It's like he just doesn't care. It's like he wants to go back to prison.
1: So yeah. So he was arrested on uh May 1st, 2013 and then was released after paying $30,000 bail. And then all charges were dropped in 2014. Dang. However. However. Oh, also in 2012, Ronnie Radke was arrested for aggravated assault. After, at a show at Six Flags in New Jersey, Ronnie threw all of the mic stands into the
0: crowd. Man. (laughs) He's like – I don't know how to even I, – I like your, your adjective dumb. Like he's just he, dumb. He's that, just dumb. There's boy. there's a good video of him. Well, I don't know if there is such thing as a good video of him, but there's a video of him <laughs> out on YouTube of him having like this little tantrum up on stage because somebody had like thrown something, like a beer or something, and it hit him. And like he's just like <laughs> stopped the whole set list and was like yelling at this person. Uh like, I don't understand. I don't know either, but... See, like, you got stuff like that where Ronnie
1: stops the set after being hit with something. And then you have stuff like Tool, you know, Maynard James Keenan. Some dude comes up on stage, like a fan jumps up on stage, and then Keenan wrestles him to the ground and straddles him for 10 minutes while, they're, while singing. And just is, like, straddling this dude while singing and then finally lets him up.
0: That is amazing.
1: <laughs> like... There's your difference between real
0: metal and fake metal. For real, though. Even even like the milder stuff, this was one of the favorite things I saw in person was the singer for Taking Back Sunday took somebody's phone because he was texting. No, it was a girl texting in the audience. And he said, hey, we're at a concert. Treat it like a concert, like like a piano concert. You know, people don't get on their phones in those. And he yeah. took the phone from the girl, put it up on stage until the end of the show.
1: See, I was like, that
0: is I think incredible. it's hilarious. Because we're in just a little, little
1: tangent here. Like, you have all those people who, like, basically record the whole concert. Yes. It's like, why did you come to the concert? To watch it on your phone?
0: You're not going to watch it on your phone, even. Like, yeah. I, I know nobody who, like, takes their videos and then watches them, like, later. Yes. Yeah, it see, almost never happens.
1: Like, I, I'll take, like, a little, no, 10-second video of each band. Mm-hmm. And post it on Instagram
0: or whatever. Yeah, I'll get like the hook of the song. And yeah. Just, I'm done. But
1: then like the rest of the time is in the pit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that's
1: where all the action is.
0: Going back though, I think my most favorite thing about Ronnie is when he uh, he played at, at the Murray Theater in Utah. And I didn't realize this till we were doing all our information about him. But he was accused of gang rape. Yes,
1: she was. So this this Utah woman who I feel like she's not like on the same level as Radke, but like she's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's definitely down there. Like <laughs> You can't say up there. She's down there. Like I think, what was it, Rock Feed Magazine didn't interview with her? Mm-hmm.
1: And they were like, so do you want to talk about that night? And she says, quote, with all due respect, I'm not willing to go through play by play of that night, but I never said that anybody gang raped me. End quote.
0: Yeah. So, just to like, you know, straighten up the whole story, the the concert had happened. Um, <clears throat> she knew Ronnie previously. Yeah, we got to clarify. This night.
1: They had had sex before.
0: Yeah, they had had consensual sex. They knew each other. And. She was just living in Utah. And so she must have contacted him after the concert somehow and said, like, hey. Well, I think
1: Ronnie gave her backstage passes. Mm. A backstage pass to, like, no, they're friends. They've known each other for like nine years at this point.
0: Yeah. And uh, apparently, after the concert, Ronnie took her onto the tour bus and the security guard sat watch outside. And apparently, what happened in that tour bus was. Rape. Yes.
1: Now, I don't know how you get gang raped by one man.
0: I know. Like, it was It was really hard to find out if there was other people in that tour bus. And by the sounds of it, I, I, I don't know. Because it all came out because she had left a Facebook post mm-hmm. online that uh, we couldn't find because it was, like, hidden. Yeah. But. But she was, like, so she was,
1: I'm thinking that she was just, like, super drunk. hmm Like. Because
0: she said they had been out drinking.
1: Yep, they went back to the tour bus. Things happened. Now the best part about this story, I think, is they're in an Uber. <laughs> yes, right, Ronnie, the Ronnie...
0: security guard, and this lady. <laughs> no, was there was a, there was a singer from one of the other bands. Oh, who, was, yeah. who was in the Uber at the time too. And they dropped her off,
1: just on the a middle, a random curb, somewhere, and drove away.
0: Yeah, like apparently. They were all in this Uber and then one of them had gotten out of the Uber, went to her side, pulled her out and like put her on the curb, and then got in and sped off. And that's when that's when some random citizen uh had, you know, seen and came over and asked her what, what had happened. And
1: That's when it all started. hmm So that's just another one of those controversial topics with Ronnie Radke.
0: Yeah. I personally think she was just too drunk. And I feel like that whole night's a haze. That's why I don't drink. Yes,
1: neither do I. Hashtag straight edge for life. Hashtag straight edge. Even though I don't like straight edgers.
0: Or hashtags.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. okay. Just another... Here's here's another couple of examples to talk about how full of himself Ronnie is, right? So, let's let's... Talk about his song lyrics for a second. In the song Tragic Magic on the album The Drug in Me Is You, Mm -hmm. he says, Magically, I turn tragedy into melodies over catchy beats. It comes so naturally, so smooth and casually. That's why they call me king. Of the music scene.
0: Which, I was listening to this song today very intently, and I was like, well, nobody, I have never heard anybody say that. Seriously, nobody like, ever it is actually a
1: really catchy song. It is pretty like, catchy. super catchy song, but nobody calls him music, the, the king of the music scene.
0: No, I have never, like, I've never been at Warped Tour, and my, my buddies never said to me, like, hey, you want
1: to go see the king of the music
0: scene? Uh, no, <laughs> who is If I that?
1: heard that, I'd, I'd think, like, oh, I don't know, like, Silverstein, or Beartooth, king or... King of the
0: music scene?
1: Okay, that's how, not even like hardcore music. Like, it, yeah, if exactly, you're talking about king of the music scene, that's like Michael Jackson,
0: the Beatles. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Somebody, I would, I would give the old ones Elvis, like, yeah, the
1: king. Of, thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you very much. Um, For
1: real. And then there's another one in the song "Get Me Out," which is on the the record "Just Like You," where he says basically the same thing. He says he's talking about his childhood, right? Mm-hmm. He says, "And I know one day I'll be." The king of the music scene, like O M G, oh, and that's not even me like editing anything. That's the lyrics. Oh, it's the lyrics O-M-G. is verbatim. O M G. Oh. Yes, that is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and Ugh. then one last one last quote to get to to wrap things up on the ego.
0: Oh no, I've got some for you. Oh,
1: here we go. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I I think. Well, I mean, it's not so much how well it is how full of himself he is, fashionably late, right? Like this just proves to me he's a huge dick, huge. Mm -hmm. Like, listen to these first lyrics. Whoops, let me try this again.
2: again.
0: (laughs) Five seconds into the song, and he is cheating (laughs) on his girlfriend because it's nine o'clock on the dot. Nine o'clock isn't spot. even that
1: late. And he's hanging with her friends again.
0: again. It's not it's not even the first time. This is repeated. And what does he say later in the song? He's like changed up the lyric. He, he says, he says, I found it. It's right here. As a matter of
2: fact, don't act like that. Everybody knows you're right. Everybody sing along. Ah.
0: So, (laughs) he's like, I don't want to be the one who makes you cry. I don't want to be the one who makes you sad. But uh, sorry, I had sex with all your friends. I I banged every single one of them. Don't cry. I'm not the guy to do that. But I I, I banged your friends.
1: Man has no respect for himself. (laughs) Or women. Or anybody. No women. Shout out to all you PewDiePie watchers out there. Respect the women. bro Exactly. Now, I just realized this too. So, again, with respect for women. He was engaged to Chrissy Henderson before she broke off the engagement after he confessed to having an affair during her pregnancy. Oh, that's right. (laughs) He did do that. So, yes, Ronnie does have a daughter. Her name is Willow. I'm sure she's
0: pretty sweet. Isn't it weird? There's like all these delinquent men in like the music culture who have had these daughters and like I feel like the daughters grow up and are kind of successful sometimes.
1: And they're actually nice people.
0: Yeah, they're like genuine people. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully Willow's like that. I don't know. I've never met her. She's probably pretty young still. She
1: turns five in June.
0: Yeah, she's probably...
1: She's probably a sweet little girl. Hopefully she doesn't get Absolutely. Well, if she's being raised by her mom, then mm-hmm. she's probably got it better off. <laughs> she's Chrissy's probably like, no, Ronnie's no. <laughs> Big bad. So anyway, that's besides the point. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you got anything else for lyrics wise? I don't like I'm sure I could come up with something, but that's all I got right
1: now. So I just wanna this So Ronnie was being interviewed, and the last question of the interview was, you're already at the top of your game in your genre, so what's next? And Ronnie said, and I quote, play bigger venues and have more fame. (laughs)
0: Let me just take off my glasses so I can (laughs) facepalm.
1: Thank you. Like, I don't know. I just don't understand.
0: I mean, technically that is what you're supposed to do, but I feel like the way he's worded it is just like so.
1: He's not humble at all. I think that's why I like Jackie Vincent so much is because he was, like, yeah, he's this phenomenal guitar player, but he's super humble, and he's Mm -hmm. just like,
0: you know, it's chill,
1: it's whatever.
0: I'm a guitar player. I'm super good. It's whatever. Exactly. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Well, with that... What do you say we get into record ratings? The record ratings. The the most anticipated part of the show for all our viewers. Yes. Listeners.
1: So, we have a, a segment here. We have all of the records that Ronnie has been on. So, that's one Escape the Fate record and four Falling in Reverse records.
0: Well, all the big records. I'm sure we could have found yeah. something on on his earlier are we're, we're not
1: or, doing like EPs or anything. We're or just doing full lengths. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not doing his solo stuff either. His solo stuff is garbage.
0: <laughs> Let's just leave that out of it. Band only. Yes. Yes. So. Escape the fate. Dying is your latest fashion. Catchy name. Love the album art. I do too. Like It's a pretty sweet album art. It's a pretty sweet album art. I don't know why I like it so much. Yeah. It's just it's cool to look at. But. But. What was your rating for it? <clears throat> I gave it... A 8 out of 10. Oh, there you go. I also
1: gave it an 8 out of 10.
0: Now, explain, Rusty. Why, why would you give Dying Is Your Latest Fashion an 8 out of 10?
1: Well, for me... Let's see. I'm trying to think. You got, like, the, the mid-2000s stuff going on, right? You got bands like Killswitch Engage playing, As L.A. Dying is playing, like, all that kind of stuff. All the good ones. Which, like, oh, I guess you'd say Under Oath, mm-hmm. Thrice, like, all that kind of stuff. I guess was, yes, yeah, Silverstein was going at that point. But, like, it's just your, glass it's jaw. like, it's just, like, your typical, yeah, glass Glassjaw. It's your typical, like, post-hardcore, like, mid-2000s hardcore sound. Exactly. And, like,
0: I'm always a sucker for that stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. I think that's, like, uh, sometimes when I get sick of what's playing now, that's the stuff I always end up back at. If I feel like I need, like, my dose of, of hardcore, I'm always going to go back to the early 2000s because that stuff is almost without a doubt. That's, like, the good, that's the good stuff. Yeah. That's what started it all. And I feel like... That's before Ronnie lost all his. That's before he went downhill. Yes. He still sounded good. His vocals were good. They they had catchy riffs. Max Green was still there. Yep. You
1: had good bass playing. You had good everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just good. Yeah. You want to have any clips?
0: Situations. Yep. Situations is pretty good.
1: Situations is really good.
2: Situations are irrelevant now. She loves the way that I tease. I love the way that she breathes. Like touched her. She touched my heart. It was the craziest thing. I love the girls who hate to love each other just like me.
0: Yeah, so like I feel like they still have that real good poppy sound. Yeah. And like... He has like a... I lost my train of thought. Like,
1: I feel like it's still punk rock. Like, it's still that fast-paced, like, punk rock style of stuff. Like, it's not, you know, your straight punk rock, but it's still very punk rock.
0: Yeah. It's very, very punk rock. I like it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you have the song The Guillotine. Off of that album, which just the very end of that song is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, didn't you have a
1: clip of that song?
0: Yes. Would you please share your clip with the class?
1: So yes, I have a clip. So, I just love that. It's not Ran- Ronnie screaming. Actually, oh, I found out. Thank heavens. It's Max. Oh, really? Max Green doing the death growls there at the end of that song.
0: I'm trying to decide what that sounds like. Sounds like a vacuum when it gets clogged or something.
1: <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it just sounds like when you blow air onto the mic. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, but I really like that song. It's called The Guillotine. And Ronnie has said that it is just about the video game Halo. Wow. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. However, so that was Dying is Your Latest Fashion. Both of us gave it an 8 out of 10. So there you
0: go. The drug in me is you. Oh, yeah. Finish each other's.
1: Sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a knock upon my door the other day. I
2: opened it to find a staring in my face. The feel of mortal stock could still reverberate. Everywhere I go, I drag this coffin just in case.
0: So, yeah. What did you give this, Nate? And why? <clears throat> I gave this a 7 out of 10. And I think I probably... Rated that a little higher than I would have, only because I have a nostalgia to it. Mm -hmm. Because it's the album that, you know, I first heard them. You know, you got, uh, I'm Not a Vampire. Yep. Classic. Caught Like a Fly. Classic. (laughs) Classic. Uh, this song. Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves, by the way. I do have a clip of that. Oh, right on. And, uh, I just feel like it's a very... It's got some good listen value. It's good to listen to through at least once, and then you mm-hmm. can pick your favorite songs and go from there and never listen to the rest ever again.
1: It's true. This is very true.
0: Like, I feel like it had some major hits for their band. Yep.
1: I feel I like... Like, Raised by Wolves. It's like the ones we listed. Raised by Wolves. Yeah, it's, and the, you, and it's definitely the ones we listed. I'm not a vampire. So, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Like, it's a good record. I over, I agree with you that like it's worth a listen at least once all the way through Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like i rated it just a little lower than you just because i feel like he's just trying so hard to get back at escape the fate
0: like yeah i've i've definitely noticed that in this album like the song
1: song raised by wolves is straight about like you know the escape the fate put out the record this war is ours that was the first record with craig mabbitt
0: which ronnie thought this ronnie- war is ours was a direct correlation <laughs> to him yes uh, this again. war is ours it's between us like
1: so but then in we've won in raised by wolves the breakdown line is this war is mine you're like really ronnie <laughs>
0: take it easy ronnie chill chill anyway like it's a good song though yeah we we have a clip of that line too oh heck yeah oh yeah
1: so this is raised by wolves the Breakdown. The Breakdown is the best.
2: Oh, this is the end of you. This is where I.
1: I
0: still, I feel like this is, like,
1: it's one of my favorite breakdowns ever.
0: Like, it's just so good. It is kind of a fun breakdown. The way, like, uh, Jackie brings it in there. hmm With the little... <laughs>
1: now, that line, this war is mine. <laughs> right, chill, dude. Chill, Ronnie. Like, freaking heck.
0: Get your freaking stick out of your butt. <laughs> and just be friendly. So...
1: Overall though, like I would say give this drug and me as you a listen. And then do what Nate said. Pick your favorites. Just pick your favorite songs and never have to listen to the other ones again. hmm
0: Now Boy, up I I gave it yeah, we already you know, final answer, seven out of ten. My
1: final is six out of ten.
0: Then fashionably late.
1: Ha <laughs> ha Fashionably Late. Uh, I gave this one a four
0: out of ten. oh, did I give it a four? I think I gave it a four out of ten,
1: Yep. yep, so we both gave it a four., <laughs> uh, so I feel like I this record Ronnie tried to smash in like electronic music and rap into this record with everything, and like kudos to him to doing.
0: What he wants to do? Yeah, like congratulations for experimenting, but it didn't really work. No,
1: so all of the rap stuff except for the song "Champion." I don't know why, but that rap part in that song gets me going.
0: But it's a, it's a kind of a fun rap, and when they do their uh, Pop Goes Punk cover of "Gangsters Paradise," oh yeah, dude, like that... he kind of trashed the song, but like he didn't trash it enough for me to, th- to not listen to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the. The only reason it's I put it at a four and not a a one or a two is because of Jackie Vincent's incredible guitar work again.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Jackie Vincent does does bring the album up a little bit, but like there were parts in this album where I thought, what what was the album Skrillex used to be or the band Skrillex used to be in? Uh, from first to last. Yeah, like I thought Skrillex had like come in after he became Skrillex and like cuz there is some straight dubstep and there is some straight rap and like yep. I feel like it just doesn't fit with with Ronnie like no well he's can... he
1: said though like Eminem and Dr. Dre are two of his biggest influences huh which I think like interesting whatever but i don't know he he actually sampled one of the songs by Dr. Dre on the drug in me is you in the breakdown of sink or swim he uses a drum beat that Dr. Dre made really yeah huh. but other than that I don't know so you got any sound clips from Fashionably Late you'd like
0: I sure we do. already
1: showed Fashionably Late we did this is the only song that I no there's two songs off this record that I like and this is one of them
0: feel like that's just such a messy sound messy scream
1: yeah see here's my thing I've never been a fan of Ronnie's scream and I guess that kind of comes into play later but like I've never been a huge fan of Ronnie's scream I love his singing voice though so this is talking about putting rap into fashionably late this is the bridge of the song champion
2: Hey, stop, stop. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, I got this new head on my shoulders, and I'm looking for justice. So gladly seeking out bitches that decided to talk. Shit, you want conflict? Well, I got it, and I ain't gonna stop. Until I drop or take that motherfucking place on top. Ain't giving it back when I take that place. As a matter of fact, let's go to the chase. Gonna take that spot on top of the list. Quick, call it statutory Right, You want some B, better bring a fork. Cause I'm never gonna pass a torch. Gonna keep on with the foes, exposing you hoes, to show you I'm more important. A little bit of time mixed with the mud. A little bit of rock mixed with the fall. Got a good heart inside my
0: You don't get your breakdown. Uh, right? Okay. I'm Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good breakdown, but
1: Yeah. So I just think like I don't know. Rap and metal. That's how new metal was created. Like I like Corn and the Deftones, but like you got bands like Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole nother ball game. Fred Durst is a moron.
0: <laughs> I feel it is a whole different ball game. Like it just doesn't belong here. Like it was, it was a really good shot, and like I feel like it's as good as it could get. Mm-hmm. But it's just like trying to combine. Orange and toothpaste.
1: Yeah, that's it's
0: pretty good. It's like after you brush your teeth and and you like, oh a glass of orange juice sounds really good, it and it, then you do it, it and you have a like, bad idea. See like if you if you do it separately, like yeah, they're both
1: pretty good. Like I enjoy
0: myself a good rap song. I enjoy myself a good toothbrush.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so but that's fashionably late. It's meh.
0: Yeah, it's meh.
1: That's that's one, like, the only song I would recommend off of it is really Born to Lead, mm-hmm. just because of Jackie's crazy guitar solo. Yeah. Check it out.
0: And you can you can definitely feel he put a lot of work into it. There's a lot of personal business going on. So unless you really like Ronnie Radke as a person... <laughs> <laughs> Which if you do, like, get us might up. Be wrong like, we, we, <laughs> we gotta fix something. We'll get you a doctor right away, but... If you're normal and you don't like Ronnie Radke, don't check out the album. I mean, check out the album, but only listen to the songs that are gonna come up when you, you know, are in the search suggestions. Yeah, don't don't get. It's gonna be a waste of time. Yeah.
1: So, moving on. In 2015, Fall Universe released "Just Like You." So, I gave it a five out of ten, just because it. Is better than fashionably late, but it's just another falling in reverse record. Like they didn't do anything special, they didn't change their sound a whole ton. It's just another record. Like mm. hooray, <laughs> like, like hooray, three strikes you're out.
0: Oh, for real though. Here's here's the uh, the title. Title track, here we go.
1: I am aware that I am an asshole. I really don't care about all of that, though. I got nothing
2: to prove. But honestly, I'm just like you.
0: That beginning of the song makes me think Lion King right away.
1: <laughs> well like I just love that line. I am aware that I am an asshole. Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. Finally some self awareness. I know.
0: It's like you're you're glad. You're you're glad he shows some some form of it. Yeah. But then he's he just doesn't care. I he's know. He's gonna keep doing what he does. He says
1: straight up, I really don't care
0: about all of that though.
1: Oh Ronnie. So what'd you rate it at? <laughs> Well,
0: I gave this a 4 out of 10. So same as Fashionably Late. Yes. Okay. The exact same. I just find there's there's really no value in almost any of these songs. I'm I'm no. like teetering on the edge of 3. See, well,
1: I think there's two songs on here that I really like. And one of them is Brother just mm-hmm. cuz it's It's just piano and Ronnie singing, and it's about his brother Anthony dying. Mm -hmm. And then the other song is Pray, I think it's called. Where, like, he's just, I don't know. I just like it. It's catchy. But I just, the rest of the record, this and Fashionably Late, like, I didn't like them so much I couldn't even make it through the whole record in one sitting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough.
1: It's like I listen to two or three songs, and I'm like, okay, I got to go like listen to some hardcore like, Knocked Loose or Code Orange or something.
0: I have a huge headache. I, I will say, you know, I'm big into album art, and mm-hmm. this is another album art I like, and for obvious reasons.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a hot chick. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, if nobody's seen the album, and she's just wearing short shorts, and her belt buckle is a really cool mouth.
1: Is it the mouth with the tongue out?
0: Yeah the the, yep. the lips are really red, the teeth are really white, and the tongue is blue, and it just it looks pretty cool. There's a yeah. there's a good visual aspect to it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, just like you, I feel like there's no sense in beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. We move on. Four out of ten. Moving on. Moving on. So their latest album in 2017, which is my personal favorite of Falling versus albums is coming home. Nate, what did you rate coming home at?
0: Six out of ten. Any particular reason or Um I don't know. I feel like it it was just a couple of steps up from just like you mm-hmm. but it was still I still feel like Ronnie is who he is and because of that I just can't respect the album. Yeah. I, that's that's not the right way to say it. But that's that's basically it.
1: Yeah. Well that's that's fair. Like I feel I gave it a ten out of ten. Give this album a ten out of ten. It's incredible. Don't listen to Nate.
0: This album's amazing. This album is not.
1: <laughs> now, I think it's it's a huge left turn in their sound, right?
0: Uh, it's definitely a huge Turn, like, like sound changed. They got
1: rid of all the rap stuff. Mm-hmm. They got rid of all the stupid dubstep stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and there's hardly any screaming on this album. Now, at least maybe that's why I like it so much cuz before I was talking about like I love Ronnie's singing voice but I hate his scream. And so like Ronnie is singing a lot. And it's also it sounds like I don't know if you got this vibe, but it actually sounds like when he sings, it sounds like he actually is cares what he's singing about. Like he's not he's not just spouting off some FU lyrics to some random people. He's actually singing about stuff that matters to him. Yeah. And I love it.
0: It's definitely definitely a huge change like you said. And we have we have a, a song called Superhero, personal favorite of one of the people in this room. And it's not Nate. And it's not me.
1: So, like, one thing we do need to point out, Jackie Vincent left after Just Like You. Yeah. So, also, it was on good terms, so, like, he's still friends with everybody, so it wasn't like a bad falling out or anything. Yeah. Jackie just wanted to go, uh, pursue a solo career.
0: Yes, he did. He knew he couldn't make it with falling in reverse tied to him. Yep, exactly.
1: (laughs) But I think, at the same time, coming home, it's a lot simpler there's not as many shred guitar solos and i feel like it's more just like your straight ahead rock album
0: yeah it's definitely like like i gave it a 6 but i feel like i could somebody could push me to a 7 pretty easy mm-hmm. and like it's it's definitely got a good it's definitely a cleaner sound mhm definitely i i don't know it's it's you're kind of coming close almost to like a 30 seconds to mars for me yeah. That's like, yeah. that could do it. Like And like I love Thirty Seconds to Mars.
1: It's a it's a mixture of like Thirty Seconds and Old Falling Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one like, point but, out random fact, Ronnie actually plays rhythm guitar on this album.
0: Which is impressive for Ronnie. Yes. Well, for me to see Ronnie
1: play guitar. <laughs> yes. Rather than just swing his microphone like an idiot.
0: Uh-huh. Have you seen his hairstyle? I did want to talk about his hairstyle. His it's hair? ridiculous.
1: So, like, shaved on one side and, like...
0: Well, not even that. Just, like, the thing, like, the way it's looked for years. Just, like, it's, like, really 80s-ish. Yeah. And poofy and gross. And, like, that's all I have to say. When he's got tattoos
1: on the side of his head, <laughs> yes, too. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie. So, but I, yeah, I think it's a very well put together album. It's great. Um, There's not really, like, I know I have my favorite songs, I have my least favorite songs, but I feel like the gap between my favorite song on that record and my least favorite song on that record is a lot smaller than, like, Fashionably Late, where I, like, Champion and Born to Lead, and the rest just can burn. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Ugh, I I don't really know much of these songs by heart because I quit listening after the drug in me is you really yeah but yeah there are definitely some there's definitely some potential and it's it's going to be exciting to kind of see what they have in their future I am excited because I feel like I feel like maybe it's just Ronnie's age maybe he's realizing that like music's more of a career to him than just a way to get women now mm-hmm. so maybe he's you know aiming more for for pleasing the earbuds rather than himself.
1: Yeah. If you think about it, he is going to turn 35 this December. So maybe he's actually finally figuring out like, Hey, like people matter. Hey, like human relationships are a big part of life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll go back and ditch his career for his daughter but I feel like that's stretching That's not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
1: You put too much faith in him.
0: I do. I do. But,
1: yeah, so that's all we got for you this week.
0: That is. Join us again next week for whatever we have planned. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be great.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Earnest Podcast. I'm Rusty. And I'm Nathan. And thanks for listening. Have a good night.
2: He came from out west. He was a sad, sad boy, but his feelings were hard to find. It's funny how the time would fog up all the trouble.